Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 129 for the 19th of February 2010. Hi James, how are you doing? I'm very well in, and it's good to be here on the couch for episode 129. Yep, and uh, we've got the usual mix of what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology, starting off with business news, any technology news we see, content delivery, mobile tech, um, gaming, and, and uh, any other, other crazy things. Other stuff, yeah. <laughs> There's always a little bit of weird tech out there that's uh, remarkable, certainly in my mind. Absolutely. So... What's uh, news on the business front, Ian? Well, we got a few things uh, this week. There wasn't a lot of uh, business news we could round up last week, but uh, we've reports from uh, DirecTV uh, about their last quarter in 2009, uh, and their consolidated revenues increased 13% last year to almost $6 billion. Wow. I've been seeing lots of stuff in the news about them having a bit of a kind of a bun fight with Dish as well. Oh, about, yeah, various, about? about subscribers and who's got the best deal and all this kind of oh, stuff. That's right. yeah, I remember something about we'll see you in court and yeah, all this kind of stuff. was misrepresenting someone else mm. and blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I guess this is just showing that you know the digital media, certainly traditional media anyway, is bucking mm. the, the downturn trend. People are indeed staying at home. They are certainly doing that and, and uh, uh, not squ- uh, scrimping on the pay TV. Um, and, and Latin America mm-hmm. seems is remarkable there. They're saying that's really been growing in Latin America. Um, Venezuela, yeah. Colombia, and Brazil. So, which is a nice effort. So, uh, uh, especially yeah, they're saying in, in Latin America that uh, DVR and HD services uh, are going pretty well, which is quite amazing considering that. Uh, mm. Actually, they're looking, looking at the numbers here. End. The number of subscribers in Venezuela, Brazil, mm. and Colombia grew by thirty-five percent. Wow! In the in one in one quarter, fifty-nine percent. Yeah, that's amazing. One, I mean, it's like so massive figures. And I know certainly uh, in Asia, there's massive growth going on in the emerging markets as well. So um, mm. so maybe it's not a recession. Maybe it's just a redistribution of wealth. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out of my pocket and going yeah, somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. So um, I'll have to uh, look at that. And uh, I think there's also some, some news on the street about advertising. Maybe is seeing a slight upturn, but uh, mm. I don't know. You can never, there's probably an advert for that somewhere, isn't there? So you never quite know if it's real or not. But, um, well, there's a report saying that, uh, I mean, in America you can get reports on just about anything. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a report that uh, surveys US advertising and media executives. So basically they rang a few people and said, what do you reckon, what's happening? And they reckon they're pretty optimistic about 2010 and that uh, things are going to start to pick up. I heard there was a good uh, analysis of statistics the other day, which some guy said, you know, if you think statistics is a good... Um, sort of field to be in. So the the average human being has got one breast and one testicle. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of that's if you interpret the data that way. Yes. However, so uh, absolutely. <laughs> there we go. On on. Um, so that's good. But you know, I think generally people are more optimistic about recovery. Mm. Um, although here in England things aren't looking too great. <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, there we go. So we shall see. Okay. Interesting. Uh, um, now we talk about technology the whole time, but we've got no specific wild technology mm-hmm. to talk about here. So we'll dive straight into content delivery. Yeah. And I, I thought I, I mean, last week we talked about how Avatar, well, my, I reckon Avatar is going to be the kind of 
3D event that'll, you know, everyone will go, well, you know, I really want to watch Avatar in 3D at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get a 3D TV and a 3D Blu-ray player. Uh, and I was excited to see an article claiming that uh, Avatar was going to be released uh, in 3D, mm-hmm. uh, as we suspected, but uh, that it was going to be in November. And this is based on uh, an interview with James Cameron. Yes. Uh, since the article actually came out, Fox... Uh, declines to uh, to give a particular date. They said it definitely oh, yeah. won't be November. Just because so he produced it doesn't mean he gets to decide when it gets played out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, it, so it's coming out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray uh, 2D on April 22nd. Right. Uh, but waiting till November seems like a long time away. Is that? Do you think that's so that we can get... Uh, an increase in the number of 3D well, set I mean, penetration. Oh, yeah, or? I guess. I mean, you're not going to buy a 3D set for one movie, are you? Do you reckon? No, Probably I wouldn't think so. But I think the main, it'll be in time for the holidays, essentially. Mm. You know, so we'll see that. That's a good um, point. That so it's coming up to November. November, all the, mm. especially in the US, is all the sales coming on yeah, before Christmas. Yeah, you'll bundled with this set and all this kind yeah. of stuff, you know. All that yeah, it's probably so Fox has a bit more time to negotiate with all those TV manufacturers and say, look, you can bundle Avatar with your TV and it'll only cost you a million dollars. And don't forget also to milk it theatrically for another oh, yes. nine months. <laughs> so, you know, release, let's, yes. uh, you know, <laughs> let's, let's think about that. And then that's what it's all about, you know, the release windows and things mm-hmm. about monetizing it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can already buy, I did note... Um, you can buy uh, Avatar figurines. And really? Had, yeah, obviously, you know, like the Star Wars wow. ones. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, but obviously the important thing there is they're bundling them with a 3D RFID tag kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. you can get access to 3D content on your computer or something, wow. you know, but uh, but not quite how that works, I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> they've got, you know, it's like, oh, how can we make something 3D out of this object? Mm-hmm. Mm, don't know. But as long as we can get the kids to pay 15 bucks for it, that's good. Um, so that's rather cool. Um, now, in the United Kingdom, we've had, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had the death of Kangaroo. And Kangaroo rose from the ashes in the format of Seesaw. Mm-hmm. And it's allegedly launched. Um, yeah, so this is, this is the online TV service that has... Mm-hmm. Uh, they did beta testing with 20,000 users for a month and then they went and went, uh, you know what, this is pretty good, let's go. Uh, so they have about 3,000 hours of archive and recent programs from BBC Channel 4 and 5. Right, have you had a look at it at all? Uh, I haven't as yet. I, I, strange enough, I actually thought it was a separate box, but it's obviously not. No, I think it's just another internet kind of service, I think. But hmm. um, How's this going to be different from iPlayer and all the other things? Yeah, I just, it's kind of, I'm not sure, I don't know, we, we should have a look. Go to seesaw.com, see what happens, or .co.uk, I suppose. Yeah, and um, the winner is? I guess it, it, it introduces, you know, potentially fragmentation mm. in the, the internet space, so people maybe you are not quite sure where to go and get it. Yep. Um, especially, I mean, they do say they've launched with um, 3,000 hours of archive and recent program, but it's still not a lot, mm-hmm. I would say. So no, you, no, no, especially if you need to. It's not your first point of call, is it? Mm, no, not exactly. So, uh, I mean, Four has had had their catch up service for ID for a while. BBC's got iPlayer. Hmm. I don't know what the Five service ever was, uh, but Five OD or something. But uh, I've just pulled On up demand, now, that but, is uh, not, it's not got, overdose, everyone. Um, <laughs> got uh, BBC Four ID and Five. And if you pick uh, and Demand Five, it was called. There we go. Was it? There you go. Well done. And uh, it looks like, well, there you go. 
I'm trying to play. Oh, I just think it's a tricky one because, uh, especially with the BBC sort of bundled in there as well, because then you're not sure where can I watch this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, BBC with advertising, how does that work? Um, you know, <laughs> all know. sorts does of... Does it have advertising? It seems to raise more questions, I think, than, than anything else. Um, right, uh, moving on, I suppose. Um, yeah. This has been the week of the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, so, inevitably, there's been a fair amount of uh, phone noise out. Mm. Probably a few more app stores will be launched this week, no doubt. Um, I'm sure that every every week it seems like there's another app store. Around. But the big, well, the bigger news, I suppose, or one of the big news pieces was uh, Windows, Microsoft unveiling a new Windows Phone OS. Yeah, now they've actually been into Phone OSs for quite some time. I mean, uh, we had uh, mobile, uh, we had Windows Compact Edition, which was on kind of small devices, mm-hmm. and then uh, Windows PAs and so mobile on. And, and all yep, sorts we of had mobile. So they, they've renamed it Windows Phone Seven. Oh, that's imaginative. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not even phone edition or anything. It's Windows <laughs> Phone 7. Yeah. Um, phone 7 series, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> according to Steve Ballmer, it's, uh, it's all about the phone and how consumers react to the device. And it's really good. <laughs> and they're, they're, I think the main distinction here is there's three buttons on the front. Oh, really? Start, search, and back. Wow. So there'll be three physical buttons. I guess that's what physical buttons, right? Okay, so well, physical or you know, I think they are physical ones on yeah. the front. So that's their their distinction. Mm. Um, I mean, it looks kind of nice. It looks kind of uh, a bit like the Zoom. Well, but, um, what a surprise! Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they've they've tried hard with the graphics. They're using a version of their clear type technology that allows you to display mm-hmm. quite nice fonts on devices. And but, interestingly uh, enough, no flash as well. Yeah, although they say they have no objection to Flash, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I heard some stuff just today, actually, about how apparently the main reason, or one of the reasons, whether it's... I mean, I, 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 the jury's out whether Flash support for the iPad and iPhone isn't there. Some would say mm. it's because, you know, Apple's banking on HTML5. Um, well, I mean, there's, there's going to be which a is couple one of angle, reasons. But I've, I've heard the other one is the power consumption. They tried Flash on the iPad, works great, but the battery dies in an hour and a half. Yeah, well, that's certainly going to kill you, isn't it? Flash is a CPU hog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, there's going to be a number of reasons, not least of which that Apple's not going to want to pay any royalties to uh, Adobe for Flash in millions and millions and millions of devices. Well, I mean, I guess I'm presuming, because built into the Mac OS, there's PDF support in the Quartz graphics engine. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing there's some kind of license going on there. PDF is PDF's a free format, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, you can... You can download it and create your own viewers and printers and stuff. Okay, yeah. so maybe there's no no implicit licensing there. Um, no, I mean, there must be something, but still. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know why. That, I mean, I've read a few things in the last week about Steve Jobs sort of kind of railing against Flash. And mm. um, it's, it's almost like, I mean, he's, uh, do you think he's going to succeed? Is he going to kill Flash on, uh, on the web on the as web? well? I'd, I think that's, uh, you know, given the penetration of Apple devices i think it's very difficult to to justify mm. i think the main the other thing i'd heard was it was really relating to games i mean once you have flash on a device then you could almost circumvent the, well, apple, exactly. the app store exactly and uh, certainly that's another big reason that uh, apple likes to control it i mean i was actually thinking about this the other day that you know we look at windows you can just download an application or put a cd in and load it up and run it so you don't need to go through microsoft in order to actually run applications on your own device 
I guess well, if you're doing it, or you know, installers, they do especially you know Windows certified, trusted, or whatever. But I guess that's only for certain system access, rather than um, true. But you don't need to physically get it from no. Microsoft in order to do that. Whereas Apple really do tightly control the access to your own mm-hmm. device. So I think you're probably right. It's it does open up the possibility of. I mean, there's lots of Flash games out there. Um, but you just go to a website and play games and stuff. Exactly. You, know, you wouldn't yeah. have to uh, download an app. So, I, you know, I can see there are business reasons, but equally, you know, there's got to be... It, it, I sort of put it analogous to in the early days of pay TV here in the UK, where the main mm-hmm. commercial station, ITV, declined to go on the platform. Right. Saying, we're not, you know, we're not interested... We're, we're good enough on our own. And eventually they said, oh, okay, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> when they realized they were losing money. I mean, yep. I guess this must be the odd class action suit floating around about browse all of the web. Mm. And there were already those takedown notices on the iPad about, you know, you're showing videos of websites running Flash. Exactly. You think, you know? that, uh, yeah. They wouldn't be able to do. Exactly. So, um, interesting, but we did diverge a little. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? Um, Symbian, what's going on with the Symbian Foundation? Well, it's kind of the uh, the week for mobile phone operating systems. So Symbian version 3 is now out. Is it called Symbian version 3 or well, to the power 3? To the or power 3. <laughs> three? Carrot symbol yeah. thing. Symbian cubed. <laughs> um, Symbian to the power of 3. Yeah. Uh, not sure. Um, so it's got uh, a bunch of improvements. They reckon that'll make it more competitive. Uh, and certainly they need to do something because uh, uh, everything's either going Android or it's... Um, but there's like a package manager and all this kind of stuff. I mean... I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean... <laughs> it's got support for, for SMP, for multiprocessors. So it means, all sorts uh, of things. Multi-touch, multiprocessors, QT, everything. <laughs> you know, it's like... Um, well, the key features of... Oh, and there's <laughs> a new one. Symbi- it must be release three. Dearing. Qt okay. will come the, become the platform's dominant toolkit with the release of Symbian version four. Mm. So basically, there's lots of com- backwards compatibility in this version, and then they're promising yeah. more. Um, well, the key features is a new home screen that'll display programmable widgets. There you go. Way welcome to another app store. <laughs> uh, I, I find it hard <laughs> to get. Right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, when I'm going to buy a new phone, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know this. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I mean, I guess, I, you know, I know what the Apple thing's all about. Mm-hmm. Seems to work. You know, probably going to be around for a while. Um, I've had a look at the Droid stuff. The Droid looked really quite, you know, looked looked different and cool. But, mm-hmm. I mean, to some degree, you kind of want a managed experience in my... I mean, there's two, there's different sides yeah. of it. You know, as a user, I want to make sure it, it does all work. And I don't want mm-hmm. something that kills my battery. Absolutely. And that's probably you know, one of the most important things in that... Uh, you know, I downloaded a few different crazy apps for my BlackBerry, uh-huh. and uh, you can certainly kill the battery on that if you if you really want to, yeah, uh, quite easily. Yeah, I noticed you stopped uh, latituding. Yeah, it was just killing me. Every <laughs> it was just, I mean, it was first of all working out where I was, and then it was uh, posting stuff to the internet all the time. So, mm. oh, this is just crazy. No, it's it's uh, interesting. Now, the other phone news, not particularly surprising, I guess, mm-hmm. is. Um, phones being lost and reported stolen now i think there's a number of angles here i must i haven't read the article so uh <laughs> there was one one thing i heard about lost phones is they mm. the people who do phone insurance note that whenever a new model of phone comes out they see a large spike <laughs> in, in people who have dropped phones. their phones or whatever <laughs> it's normally well i've lost it um uh-huh. But this is more than half of mobiles reported sold in the UK later turn up down at the back of the, the couch or sofa. 
according to the UK Home Office. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, the, the 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 distinction this article is making is, is in between um, the fact that uh, uh, they reckon there's about 228 phones reported stolen every hour in the UK, which is about mm. 2 million phones a year, but the Home Office statistics put this at about 700,000. Um, so why the difference here? Where's this most of the, where's this, uh, what, 600,000 phones gone? <laughs> They're down the back of the sofa, <laughs> the couch. Um, uh, but it turns out they turn up, they really do turn up down the back of the sofa the following day. I mean, I've, I mean, I've lost a phone in the pub. I mean, that's kind of fair enough, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the only phone I've ever actually lost I've is in the back broke. of a taxi. Oh, I think I've, yeah, that's true. I've left one in the back of a taxi as well. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the taxi drivers must make a mint from uh, phones left behind. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think they make a bit more from driving the cab. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they actually probably make a lot more money by returning phones to people after they call yes. them and say, oh, I left my phone out, well, they'll leave 50 yeah. bucks. Well, it depends okay. on if it's a smart handset, they won't bother, will they? Let's face it. Exactly. Very so, interesting. Um, so uh, I think um, that's a lot of phones to get lost, though. I mean, even the ones that never turn up again, 700,000 is a lot of phones. Yeah, they need to subscribe to Apple's mobile me service to locate their phone. <laughs> There's been a few interesting articles about yeah. that as well where people have tracked down where their phones actually where, where has ended up. It's well, phone the guy up and say, I know I'm watching you. I know where you are. And you know, that's <laughs> the weird stuff. Um, so, uh, gaming. Gaming. What's happening in the world of games? Well, I found an interesting article about... Uh, Valve, who are a, a game distributor, there's a game subscription service, right? It's a game subscription service, right? On yeah. the internet. So this is kind of in-game purchase of cheats, is that right? Or no, 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 the other way around. So um, their online gaming service, Steam. Yeah. Um, well, which, Steam, I think, is the framework, isn't it? And then the games run. Yeah, the, the games run completely independently of it, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it really is a store. It's a game store, um, even though. And it's very clever because any of Valve's actual games, like Counter-Strike, for example, that's how I got into it. Um, mm-hmm. You install Counter-Strike and it installs Steam right. and you run the game from Steam. Um, so, and it puts ads up and eventually they, you know, advertise a game that you actually want. And then, so Fear, for example, is one that I bought through Steam. Right. This is the one that you get very scared by. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you, it downloads the content, you play it from there and then, you know, it advertises other games and so on. Uh-huh. Uh, but the the uh, the actual services. I mean, it's a slick service. It download keeps you all your software updated. You don't have to worry about. So it's downloading sort of, it, sort of it, it's component based games, sort of reskinning games using the same game engines. This kind of stuff. No, no, they're all in completely independent games, different publishers, okay. all sorts of stuff. So it's so it's a good service. It's good. It's, uh, it's pretty slick. Um, they've got about 500, 500 games, twenty million subscribers. Um, but the article itself is about. Uh, how um, the director of business development, Jason Holtman, uh, gave an interview and, and said uh, one of the one of the biggest challenges for them is not actually piracy, but it's actually people cheating in games. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is obviously putting, online games where people. I think the example yeah. given here is people like making making themselves faster and making all the everything see through so they can see where everyone is. Yeah, or um, anticipating. Uh, what's happening and moving before you get shot or yeah. um, being able to uh, see where other people are and uh, and shoot them without having to aim particularly carefully. I think so. Steam are basically a valve probably disappointed they're not making the money. That's the... 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, people pay money for these cheat services. I guess it's like the Olympics, isn't it? It's like if you were allowed to pay to take performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> Everyone would be doing it. <laughs> exactly. Well, if you could monetize it, that would be fine. Mm. But that's a different form of Olympics, so I guess they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't have the, the cheat zone and the non-cheat zone, I guess. And they're, they're trying to introduce some... I guess some periodic authentication, I guess, to check that the yeah, software is so performing correctly. You've got some interesting technology there that actually checks uh, what's actually running in memory at the time, if it actually appears to be changing things that it shouldn't. Um, mm. And I guess one of the reasons behind this all is uh, it's not just, I mean, if you, as you say, like if everyone's cheating or if lots of people are cheating, it really isn't fun for anyone else uh, who doesn't have these cheats and hasn't paid the extra 10 bucks to get the yeah. cheat stuff. So at that point... Maybe that's why I don't get on so well in online gaming. <laughs> Every, everyone else is cheating. <laughs> that's exactly right. I reckon that's... Or I think maybe... Can they... Is it like, you know, they can cast a slow down spell on me? So I'm really slow and everyone else is really fast? Is that like... <laughs> maybe that's that's definitely happening. it. I'm sure that's it. Have you had the same experience? But that certainly did put me off playing online. I thought, hmm, this isn't very, yeah, very much I, fun. Yeah, I never did seem to win very often. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe I was participating in the Super Olympics. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> But I guess yeah, fundamentally it isn't bad, isn't good for for their business. But uh, yeah, very good, very interesting stuff. Mm. And uh, I think uh, if you had any experience of this, do send us some um, some feedback of your online gaming experience, good or bad. Yeah, you? feedback at onthecouchpodcast dot com. Yeah, we really appreciate your uh, insight. But please don't offer to do a search optimized website for us. Yep, thank we've you. Got had one. a few of those. Um, <laughs> So, um, other stuff. Now, I thought I'm I mm-hmm. sort of quite keen on this um, healthcare, medical stuff. Kind of thing. stuff or more yeah. lifestyle. I mean, we, we both are, let's face it. We mm-hmm. were talking before mm-hmm. the show about how we were comparing our weight plateaus on our wireless uh, scales. <laughs> um, yep. This is really kind of looking at what's going on. And right now, people have come out with, you know, um, if you've ever had an, an ultrasound, uh, I had one, I had like a, a physical medical thing a few years back in, mm-hmm. in Thailand and they, you know, put the, put the jelly all over your belly and check, check for kidney out. stones or, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they do it the same for, um, baby scans and stuff. Yep. Uh, now someone and those clever chaps at, uh, I think 3M have mm-hmm. got stuff like, uh, Bluetooth enabled stethoscopes, uh, and, uh, G healthcare has unveiled an, an ultra mobile, ultrasound device which they call v-scan which is only eight it was less than eight thousand dollars so it's kind of like could you do this yourself oh right so you could actually well, i mean eight thousand is pretty expensive and maybe you could hire it for the weekend and take some shots of your baby or well i mean at the end of the day it's <laughs> a tran- your heart like what, it's, what a trans- you do with it? it's a transducer and some mm-hmm. image processing software so um you know, this this article is really looking at sort of going further forward and saying, you know, people could mm-hmm. potentially do their own electro, their own sonograms and, mm-hmm. you know, send, scan their own heart, scan their own kidneys, all this kind of send to the doctor. And I think there's a fantastic <laughs> quotation in here, um, which I, <laughs> I'm trying to dig it out, which is about saying, you know, yeah, it's a bit like uh, what they call like in vitro, gla- in utero glamour shots. <laughs> Uh, it, it's the, the worst idea I've ever heard of. Um, and I can kind of... That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, everyone when they've everyone gets really excited when they show the, the first 12-week scan or something, because mm-hmm. that's the first time I think there's a couple you can show that you've got the baby and all this kind of yep. stuff. But I mean, it, you know, I've, I think the Friends quote once was, it just looks like a peanut. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, 
Mm -hmm. I think that that is just a bizarre thing. I mean, I guess people do pay to have the video and all this kind of stuff. You know, baby's first shot. You know, and I don't, I don't <laughs> quite think do you, it yourself. I don't think you can quite, you know, pop a tiara on and <laughs> things like that. Maybe you can do that in post production. But um, no, I guess it's just showing the the falling price of of uh, technology. But obviously, the I guess the FDA, the Federal Drugs Agency or whatever, once it's uh, once it's mm. cut and everything needs to be approved so yep um you know is mm. that uh is yeah i don't know if james if, if i want to see inside myself like, like <laughs> well hey, what's that what's going think, on there's something living in there <laughs> hell uh, you know i can see you having a few beers and deciding to do an operation <laughs> to remove your own spleen that'll be the oh there, it, there was an alien inside me doctor i just had to get it out you know that's right it seemed like a good idea at the time <laughs> I've got two livers, right? Why is that? Well, I've just taken one out. I can see it. Well, I thought it was my kidney, but... <laughs> I couldn't find the other one. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of possibilities. Yeah, oh, a bit uh, <laughs> dangerous, dangerous times coming up. So I think, you know, um, beware of, of medical promises, I guess. But, um, <laughs> True, but it is exciting that uh, that medical equipment generally is, is getting... Uh, getting cheaper and uh, and I guess more available, but maybe not yeah. nearly quite so available. But medical costs are going up. How does that work? Mm. It's clearly yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I guess golf course fees are going up for the physicians. <laughs> that's true. There we go. Dementors <laughs> never go down. So um, that's cool. I think that about wraps us up for today. It does. Great to talk to you, James. Um, look forward to chatting with you in Catch One Thirty next week. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite a figure. One thirty. That should be fun. So thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate the uh, the time you take to listen and send us your feedback. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, we'll speak to you again next week. Goodbye from Ian. And bye from James. Cheers. Bye.